Welcome to the Loveland Libcast, the official podcast of the Loveland Public Library. Getting over your vampire ex is as easy as killing him and stealing his girlfriend. The book is The Lost Girls, A Vampire Revenge Story by Sonia Hartle. From the Pall Mall Gazette, June 1897. Mr. Bram Stoker should have labeled his book for strong men only, or words to that effect. Left lying carelessly around, it might get into the hands of your maiden aunt, who believes devoutly in the man under the bed. Dracula, to such, would be manslaughter. It is for the man with a sound conscience and digestion who can turn out the gas and go to bed without having to look over his shoulder more than half a dozen times. That is to say, the story deals with the vampire king, and it is horrid and creepy to the last degree. To expound the story in any detail would be grossly unfair to Mr. Bram Stoker. It is enough to say that Mr. Bram Stoker has mastered the real secrets of a genuine creep. Joining me today for this special, spooky, October vampire edition of the Loveland Libcast slash YA Book Chat, I have, as always, my co-host, Becca, Teen Library. Welcome back. Becca's currently eating a bunch of garlic to <laughs> ward away the vampires. So always. Mm-hmm. We're all, safe, sorry. <laughs> that's right. We're all terrified <laughs> after reading these two books. Yeah. We also have... Haley, who is a librarian who's here at the Loveland Public Library and is now from Athenium Consulting. Listeners may know her from our ULAB discussion that we had months ago, but Haley is also a voracious reader, lover of YA, and now vampires. I'm a huge fan <laughs> of the supernatural in all ways, so thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome back, Haley. And making her Loveland Libcast debut listeners don't know this, but she has been producing and editing many of the most recent podcast episodes. We have Esther from Adult Services, one of our wonderful newer librarians here. Esther, welcome to the Loveland Libcast. Thank you. Thank you for being here, everybody. Thank you for being (laughs) here. Yes, yes. (laughs) So, as you may have heard from the top, we read two books this time. Especially for Halloween, we chose two vampire books, the original vampire book, Dracula by Bram Stoker, and then, of course, The Lost Girls, A Vampire Revenge Story by Sonia Hartle, which is a newer vampire book. So we wanted to talk about at least the most famous vampire story and then compare it to something that has come out relatively recently and it would be fun to talk about how things have changed, how vampires have evolved, and they just stick around. Before we get into the books, I did also want to ask you, Becca, if you have any teen news or updates that you would like to share with listeners. Yes, we have a new teen manager. Her name's Johanna. She's great. Stop on into the teen hangout and meet her. Also, just minutes ago, I had an author visit with Margaret Peterson Haddix. 
who wrote the Shadow Children series. And that was with Lucille Irwin and Bill Reed Middle Schools. Also, we have our regular programs. There's Teen Advisory Board, the second Thursday of the month. The Volunteer Service Project, if anyone needs volunteer hours, the last Saturday of the month. And Dungeons and Dragons, a fan favorite, on the third Thursday of the month, among others. Wonderful. For adults, on Saturday the 5th, there's going to be a poetry workshop that they can still register for if you go to our website and see the events calendar. And the Loveland Museum, one of our wonderful partners, they're also going to have a Day of the Dead art reception celebration on November 5th. We hope that you check that out. The library will be at that event as well. Yeah, that's what's coming up for us in the immediate future. We are first going to give our spoiler-free overviews of these two books, and then we will all give our spoiler-free reviews and who we think might love these books. Then we'll go to the spoiler zone, and then things are going to get very scary. Not really. (laughs) But (laughs) we will then talk about spoilers. We'll spoil anything and everything. We always end up spoiling things that don't even have to do with this. But that's the beauty of the spoiler zone. (laughs) Haley, let's start with you and your spoiler-free overview of The Lost Girls. Okay, so The Lost Girls is about our main character, Holly, who died in 1987. And she is technically 30 years old, but she's in a 16-year-old, 17-year-old body. And she now finds herself flinging tacos at Taco Bell and feeling very isolated and concerned about the fact that her now ex-boyfriend is wanting to turn somebody else. You can probably tell from that overview, this is a vampire story that... It is a YA. It does have a sense of humor. Still dark comedy, which we will dark I'm sure, comedy talk and about. adult themes. Yeah, <laughs> spicy, spicy themes. <laughs> and Esther, how about your spoiler-free overview? If you if you've been waiting to read Dracula, <laughs> we're all you have spoil no idea what Dracula is. Here yeah. we go. Yeah, what is your overview? So Dracula, it's an epistolary novel, so that means it's told entirely through correspondence or diary entries. So it's told in letters, diary entries, phonograph entries, journalism, and it was published in May of 1897 by Irish writer Bram Stoker. And it tells the story of Count Dracula's attempts to move from Transylvania to England to kind of continue to breed more vampires. And the Scooby gang... (laughs) who um, is ostensibly led by Van Helsing, a Dutch professor, but is kind of actually led, I think, by a woman named Mina Harker to defeat Dracula's intentions. It's a story about moving and what's more. <laughs> there are boxes involved, moving yes. boxes. Yeah, there's a lot of moving. It's mostly about moving. It is. Yeah. It's a story about moving Make from one yeah. place yeah. to another. <laughs> Thank you for that wonderful synopsis. Seems like, for the most part, Dracula is really the first sort of blockbuster vampire mm-hmm. story. So it doesn't deserve the credit of, like, he invented the vampire. But well, and there's other mm-hmm. cultures, too. Right. Yeah. And maybe this is because they turned Dracula into movies so many times. I mean, going back to, like, Nosferatu and Bela Lugosi and 
prominence in our culture, mm-hmm. I'm sure was aided by Hollywood as well. One kind of interesting thing that I learned about Dracula in reading reviews of Dracula from the 1890s is a lot of literary reviews reviewed it as romance. And Bram Stoker was a romance novelist or considered a romance novelist before Dracula. And there are romantic-esque vibes, but I would certainly not consider it romance. And I don't think anybody in 2022 would consider it romance, but I thought that that's an interesting fact that I (laughs) gleaned. I read something about how the idea came to him, where he was like having a nightmare, essentially, and he was freaked out about this kind of lurky creature that would like... I don't know if there was neck nuzzling or what, but it really freaked him out and led him to write the book. (laughs) Before we go to the spoiler zone and discuss these in more detail, let us go around and give our spoiler-free reviews and who we think would love these books. Haley, let's start with you. I might just be playing it safe, but I gave both of them three stars for different reasons. I felt like the Lost Girls although in my opinion, kind of predictable in its plot, brought up some interesting themes around growing up and sexuality in women, which is interesting as it relates to when we talk about Dracula. I also appreciated it not straying away from some of those kind of tougher things that humans are dealing with around trauma and toxic masculinity. So big themes, also light book in that like she had a very funny voice. She had dark humor. She made light of very violent things, which I personally found funny to a more reserved reader. It might not be as awesome. I also love the fact that there was like 80s pop culture. So that's why I gave that three stars. I do believe that this is a great teen book if they are comfortable with violence and sexuality and and then three stars for Dracula. I know that might be controversial for what it is and what it has done to pop culture probably deserves five. I personally, I guess maybe because I've heard the story in various ways, felt less into it. (laughs) I also think that the, you know, many people critique the two dimensional presentation of women in the book and I had trouble with that. It's also very long and dense. <laughs> I had a really, I listened to it on audiobook and I loved it. Uh, I, I like, I loved the creepy reader and like they did a good job and it, it's just a very dense book. So if you have lots of luxurious time, I think it's great. So. All right. <laughs> Thank you. And Becca. Lost Girls, I very much disliked it. I gave it two stars <laughs> just because. The premise is really cool. I just thought the execution was not good. I thought that with all of the exciting things happening, like all the violence and uh, (laughs) sexuality, that it was somehow boring. And I just don't understand how you can make something like that boring. I thought there's too much dialogue and not enough actual stuff happening. Mm. I was just not feeling it. That's my note on my paper. <laughs> Not feeling it. Close. <laughs> uh, Dracula, I give it four stars. I liked the format that it was like letters and diary entries. I also listened to the audiobook. I thought it was fantastic. When I was reading the book, I thought it was kind of difficult to keep track of the characters. 
and the audiobook made it much easier because of the accents. I just thought they did a really good job. But it was 19 hours long, and that is a really long audiobook. So I also thought it was a bit much. It dragged at some parts, but picked up. I kind of think that you're right that, like, with pop culture, they kind of make it such an exciting story that unless the book's, like, nonstop action, it kind of, it feels slow. Mm. But I liked it overall. Four stars. Um, For the Lost Girls, maybe I'll split the difference and do two and a half if we can do half stars. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that some of the vampire lore that was introduced was interesting, like the forever crimped hair and that your body is exactly how it is when you die that i thought was interesting and some of the all the things that Haley said um (laughs) and sometimes the dry humor was interesting to me sometimes i was like okay but the (laughs) the like plot holes to me felt too big to get over Mm -hmm. and i also felt like the What was maybe intended as like a change in the vampire genre in terms of sexuality, I don't think was achieved. And we'll talk more about that in the spoiler zone. So I'm going to say two and a half for the Lost Girls. For Dracula, I found Dracula, yes, it is dense and like it's maybe not as exciting as I thought it would be going into it. And I'm not sure that the epistolary format for me was that interesting for such a long time and I think that it's maybe a little too misogynistic and xenophobic to really give it more than I'm going to say three stars I'm going to give the lost girls three stars I think it was just a breezy kind of nothing impeded me from just getting through it and you know enjoying it but not something that I would Tell someone like, "Oh, you've got to read. This is changing the game." <laughs> like, yeah, or you're and, not going to reread it every Halloween. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the points you all made, I totally agree with. The violent stuff to me it was so over the top. I wasn't ever like grossed out. I was sort of like, "Wow, you're really going for it." And but it's so cartoonish. It did feel like there are a lot of ideas in it, and not all of them worked super well but i appreciate the ideas that were in there because it didn't take itself very seriously i think that helped me not take it seriously yeah (laughs) yeah just just go through it and it had a very without spoiling anything the plot kind of felt like end of harry potter-ish to me there's a lot of momentum to like we've got to collect things and then we have like a thing that we've got to do to all of you listeners <laughs> you have some me. major <laughs> harry potter fans in the room we both looked at each other and like where is he going with this <laughs> did you maybe Go we'll on. edit this all out but did you not feel like it was like horcruxy of like oh we've got yeah, a, a symbol i could see that i think there's huge harry potter vibes in dracula actually oh, oh interesting with all the dirt dirt <laughs> All the earth right. I think that could still yeah. be out of the spoiler zone because I'm not sure what Sorry. you mean by that. No, Dirt. <laughs> it's a big part. <laughs> um, Dracula, I'm I'm going to have to give it the five stars. It is, it's Dracula. Like, warts and all. A lot mm-hmm. of problems you can be like, yeah, well, these are ignorant people from the late 19th century. You don't know anything. It's so trapped in its Victorian era. That for me, it's very easy to just 
step back and be like, yeah, like this is, it's enjoyable because of how Victorian it is. Yeah, because it's the time Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's the same as when you watch classic movies and it's stilted or there are those dynamics that are problematic and it's a sort of like, well, this is, this is a time capsule and I can be critical of that. It felt a little, I, I just compare things to other things, I guess. Lord of the Rings E, where when you read the Lord of the Rings, there's a lot of like poems and names mm. and stuff where you're like, okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> we're, let's continue walking somewhere. That's how I feel with Dracula is it's, it, you're like, Van Helsing is not shutting up and it's five pages of him like <laughs> getting to a point and then going around it or like. It's like the same thing. Yeah. Over well, and in over Victorian times, they had oil lamps and no TV. So they had to draw out those <laughs> yeah. books a whole bunch. <laughs> there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It gets trapped in these, aha, but let me tell you. And then, like, <laughs> so to just like, <laughs> that will take so long that it draws it out. To me, it's a little surprising that a lot of it holds up just in terms of Dracula. And then also, people just keep riffing on this story in different ways and improving on it and yeah right and would the lost girls been created if dracula didn't exist in our pop culture no 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 yeah right? it may not be the experience that it was when it came out but so many seeds here for this whole kind of genre and these this mythos to be created i don't think any worse of anyone who decides to flip through some of the oh Rinfeld is still talking. Well, let's get to someone else talking for a little bit. He's still eating flies. He's still eating flies. Back at it. Can I just read a portion of a review from 1897 to be a little bit of a devil's advocate for people in the 19th century being down with the slowness? (laughs) So this is from The Guardian. For uncanny gruesomeness, it would be hard to find anything to equal the first half or two-thirds of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Possibly the dragging effect of the latter portion is due as much to the reader's imagination being satiated with horrors as to anything else. Nevertheless, horrors lose something of their terrors with familiarity, and to repeat certain gruesome ceremonies in a detailed fashion three times, as Mr. Stoker does, is not well advised. He has, of course, done so to heighten the realistic effect, but the result is not entirely successful. Which I think is very funny. <laughs> yeah, that was like Victorian speak for like, hey, short day. Yeah. yeah, let's speed this yeah. up a little. Let's go a little bit faster. We already yeah, saw we this it. death. Yeah, <laughs> we get it. He sucks blood. Yeah. <laughs> we will now move into the spoiler zone. I don't know how to do that. It was like, try, yeah, it was like, how bad. would Dracula so make a grunt and it would probably be slobbery sounding? Okay. <laughs> Spoiler zone. Now Now we're in the spoiler zone. Please note that we are going to spoil both of these books and maybe other stuff because we just talk about whatever. You've been warned. Becca, I'd like to start with you. How would you compare and contrast the vampireness vibes of these two books? Well, Daniel, Dracula obviously has the best. It's the OG. It's Dracula. It's a good vampire book. Um, Last Girls, nope. <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> the rules. it say rules were trash on your notes? <laughs> yes, it does. 
I wasn't going to say that because it's mean. Someone worked really hard on this. This is a spoiler zone. We leave it out all on the table. Okay, sorry. Rules for trash. (laughs) I thought the rules were trash. There were too many and they didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. I was so annoyed with so many plot holes. Like Esther was saying, there's like... I want to hear about all the plot holes. It's a small town. Right, and like they're killing they, people all and the time. Like, oh yeah, we can just run out into the forest and yeah. chop them there, and they'll get eaten by animals. It's fine. And this chick looks straight out of the eighties. Yeah, but no one really notices. That would stand out. You would see her everywhere. Come on, that's Why? also in my notes. <laughs> Come on. Why would she work at Taco Bell? You're a vampire. Like in every single vampire thing ever, they're like rich and powerful. Which I understand that in this book, I'm getting a little worked up. I understand that in this book. <laughs> They make a very good point that people don't carry cash anymore. It's all cards. But, like, do some fraud. You already... (laughs) Like, do some fraud. Do some fraud. You're already, like, killing people. So where are your morals here? Mm -hmm. Esther, were you going to say something? Oh, I was going to say, before Holly knows Parker, before any of them know Parker, they're, like, kind of really hell-bent on saving her. Meanwhile, they're just killing random people on the street and and including like teenagers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which she does have her rule of of like only dude bros kill those guys. But then Stacy has all those teenagers in the basement that they just let let die. Yeah, not a good While they're trying to save one single girl. I mean, I guess at that point she loves Parker, but I was not. See, I'm such a bad reviewer. I like just. Read the book for what it is, and I didn't look for the holes. Like those all make sense. I didn't to me. look for them. They screamed. <laughs> I know. At me. And see, I'm just like, this is crazy. <laughs> How would you compare the vampire vibe? I think the rules also are a little bit like she's trying to make a spin, and they're iffy. Really, well, could just stick to the basics. And I feel like with that point, they don't really need to be vampires, right? Yeah. To go back to the original I mean, question, like, yeah. Like obviously yeah. they do need it for the big conflict and everything at the end. But, like, I don't think it really enhanced the characters at all. Because there's no glamour. But, like, Dracula, it's like, whoa, this count's, like, rich and saucy. Yeah. he can do whatever. And in this one, it's like, I work at Taco Bell for a million years and I hate my hair. (laughs) I just just... didn't think it was... (laughs) I think it's so It feels like we're relatable... For like, I don't know, most humans don't have the like the ultra rich experience, but like oh, look at all the of colons. What I was just about to say, Twilight. Okay, so to me, Twilight is just like obviously it's the best, to. but at least they're rich. <laughs> they're doing See, fraud. At least this book put different values in the conversation around community. <laughs> no, that's that's terrible. No, I'm just saying that like I feel like they have this trauma that each of them experienced different trauma in their childhoods and they're they're all working through it in different ways some of them make crafts out of body parts <laughs> other people do. I'll fall in love with a mortal human i mean we're talking about a book where the perspective is from a vampire versus a book where the perspective is from humans right. encountering and there's right. a, there's like introducing even what a vampire is versus a book that's built on all of this cultural knowledge or social knowledge of what a vampire is. Yeah. Yeah. So. Esther, what was your take on vampire vibes? Um, so I think something that's interesting, not that I'm an expert or anything on vampire literature, 
but I am the only person in the room who's seen all of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And Buffy's kind of a unique example of this, but it also falls pitfall to this, which is that vampire literature seems to hinge on that women's sexuality is a complication to them remaining human. And that is definitely the case in Dracula. There are like five women in the book, the three creepy monster ladies in the castle. And that is where we get the first kind of overtly sexual scene. Their sexuality makes them monstrous. Lucy gets three proposals and is like, why can't I marry all of them? And so is like immediately doomed by her like lack of chastity in that moment. Mina has that really horrible, weird Dracula sucking his chest scene, which is a really interesting thing because it turns Dracula both into like, is that like a sexual act or is Dracula being like a maternal figure there, which kind of collapses gender in on Dracula. And Dracula is the utmost of monstrosity. And Dracula and vampires, historically, they have to be invited. So what is that suggesting is that female sexuality and like the willingness to invite somebody in is like responsible for the monstrosity. The Lost Girls, it's the same thing. The three girls have fallen prey to this man that has made them immortal. And even Parker in the end, Parker's sexuality toward Holly is a complication to Parker remaining human and Parker doesn't remain human at the end of the book. So it's like this sort of weird forever thing that to be female and sexual and even to be kind of maternal, to be woman at all is equal to monstrosity. So I think the vampire vibes despite them being written more than a century apart, there's just this real linear quality with vampire literature of misogyny. A really good point, because for for like The Lost Girls, the things that I really valued about it, bringing up the spectrum around sexuality, and which I think for a YA book is especially helpful. And I think it's a really good point that even in the end of this book, that did bring up some really important points and current themes around trauma and gaslighting and toxic masculinity there's still this undertone of misogyny, even with two women or two girls at the end, you have to become a vampire to have that part of your identity or whatnot. Also, Parker didn't need to become a vampire. No, no. why did she do that? Huge plot hole. Why? I I truly don't understand. (laughs) It was so unnecessary. She just like added another thing for them to destroy. So it was counterproductive. It was actually counterproductive. Yeah, it is. There was a thing about the Lost Girls. When you're changing vampire rules, it's convoluted or it's just like, wait, why did they lose their memories? And what, you know, yeah, it's, like, that was it's, interesting. it's like inventing yeah. problems just so they'll be, you need a problem. Mm. <laughs> and they explained all the new rules in like one paragraph earlier on in the book. And I felt like it was just super rushed. And then throughout the rest of the book, they're like, hey, remember that rule? Yeah, no, I don't remember that rule because he barely explained it. Yeah. Why does only Frankie know the lore of the vampire? Like, why is right. it only him that can yeah, tell I do. Him? Okay, so Learn I can absolutely <laughs> learn about your culture. Yeah, <laughs> I even? I agree. There were some things where they that author drew out certain parts that I was like, this is not necessary. And yeah. then other parts where she could have expanded on. And like intertwined it throughout the book a little bit more. So it was like fresher, more fresh in your mind. And she didn't do that either. Mm -mm. And yeah, there was a point towards the end where it felt like, 
I don't know. Yeah, she cuts some scenes short. And, like, then she drew out other scenes. I don't know. It's because it's all talking. The whole Mm -hmm. book is talking. Mm -hmm. And then when there's actual, like, things happening, it's a couple paragraphs. And then they talk about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then they talk about it Then they talk about what they're going to do next. Talk about it some more. Our next vibe, which is scare factor vibes. Mm. Esther, let's start with you this time. I don't think that any part in Lost Girls got me feeling scared. I was kind of grossed out maybe by some parts. (laughs) (laughs) But Dracula, there were a few moments where I was like, oh, that was a little scary. The one that I can really think of most is when Lucy is like, I'm fine, like, kiss me art. And Van Helsing is like, don't do it. And then she like freaks out and it's like, ah, that was was a little. It was almost a jump scare, which is hard to do in a book. Yeah, that was a little scary. Haley. So I actually didn't feel scared from either one. Whoa. I know. I'm so tough. tough. (laughs) Um, No, I just, and I think it's probably because of how, how much the Dracula story, because I've seen other vampire-y movies and books, I kind of knew the gist of what vampires did. And so it didn't catch me off guard and whatever. In Lost Girls, I, I wouldn't even call it a horror book, actually, except for the gore. Becca, were you terrified at any point from either of these books? I wasn't terrified at all, but I thought Dracula was really ominous, kind of like on edge for some parts. And it was like a slow scare. Mm-hmm. I think Haley's a right that like, if I had read it back in the day when it first came out, how it'd it be scary. pretty spooky. Yeah. yeah. Lost Girls, I felt like it wasn't necessarily horror, but it was some scary things that women have to deal with Mm -hmm. like when she's trapped in an apartment with her angry ex Mm -hmm. that's pretty terrifying like on a deep level Mm -hmm. but not necessarily spooky horror daniel what did you think i agree with all that has been said the lost girls i didn't find scary in that kind of horror way dracula yeah i wasn't this is my second time through dracula not to brag or anything. Everyone, <laughs> everyone else hates it and thinks it's too boring and long. I liked it, I but I also I, it was I, yeah, I hated it. Yeah. I, I thought it had some really cool scenes, like when the ship comes in and they're all dead because oh, Dracula yeah, killed all. Like yeah. Yeah. that. Like that's, that's really a creepy. very like cinematic cool mm-hmm. moment. It's not. I wasn't like shaking, holding right. my book. But you're like, that's gross. Yeah, and cool. And yeah, that's freaky. that's like really like a good <laughs> yeah. spooky moment. Is there a vampire story or movie that genuinely freaks you out about vampires? Listening to Esther talk about how women are framed and how their relationship with sexuality and. Maybe that stuff is so complicated that that's why it endures versus mm-hmm. the scary factor. Because mm-hmm. I feel like people like vampires to be sexy. Yeah, like, that's I, what really, I think to I me think... it's more about sex, sex and like yeah. Uh, attraction. Yeah, and not necessarily actual fear. Well, and I feel like vampires are becoming more of like a funny thing, Interesting. which not always, is a perfect segue always. into. We're already touching on it. The last one is the laugh out loud vibes. Uh, mm-hmm. Haley, we'll start with you this time. We've kind of talked about some of this stuff, but were there any moments or character or anything that 
really stuck out to you as like, oh, that is funny or that made me laugh. Okay, so the two things, one from each book. The Lost Girls, apparently a lot of what I laughed about was related to tacos and Taco Bell. So I don't know what that says about me, but I thought it was hilarious. I also liked some of the... (laughs) I have taste. The other thing about Lost Girls that I found funny throughout was some of their really cheesy puns. There was at one point headless person and they were talking about like, I'm going to head out. And it was like, (laughs) you know, so I liked that. And then actually in Bram Stoker's Dracula, I had (laughs) the only humor that I really found in it was the reader doing the Cockney accent. (laughs) Because I literally, I mean, he did such a good job that I really didn't understand anything he said and so i was just laughing at the funny sounds that he was making. <laughs> um otherwise dracula is not really funny becca mr swales when he's talking about the hypocrisy of gravestones i thought it was so funny because he goes over it and he's like beloved mother her son hated her that was hilarious <laughs> That was the only funny part, but it killed me. Um, And then Last Girls. I had some chuckles. Uh, The 80s style was funny. I liked the dry, dark humor. Ida's limb crafting and how they introduced the dude bros before Holly killed them. And there's a quote that I thought was hilarious, but also deep. I had been trained at way too early in age to view girls as competition and boys as a prize to be won. It took 30 plus years of living with a perpetual boy to understand they weren't that much of a prize to begin with. Ew. Whoa, zing. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, gosh. And Esther, what made you laugh out loud? Um, yeah, same things for Lost Girls. I thought kind of trio of Rose, Ida, and Holly were funny because they were so different and that they all had different reactions to getting to Stacy's mom's house, for example, like Rose immediately starts desperately cleaning. Yeah. And, and, and I thought maybe Stacy's sort of act of being as vampire as possible was kind of funny and also yeah. a comment on this vampire culture and the long history of mm-hmm. vampire in pop culture, which I thought was funny. I thought that was funny too. For Dracula, I thought sometimes Van Helsing was funny because he was just like, it was a little bumbling. He would get to a point, and I think we said this earlier, like get to a point and kind of barrel past it. And we'd be like, all right, you could just, just say it out. Um, <laughs> he was super cute, too. And in the audiobook with his thick accent, every time he's like, friend John, come with me. <laughs> friend John. Oh, yeah. So cute. <laughs> For some reason, I'm also thinking of him describing the locksmith. Um, when they're breaking into the Piccadilly apartment. Mm. And I thought that that was kind of funny when he's like, oh, and we'll, or, like walking them through how nobody will notice them breaking in. For some reason, that's like I bringing to mind. changed how you said that so you wouldn't have to use the accent. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually perfect because Bram Stoker is like, I'm going to go to this like nth degree to describe why nobody will notice us breaking into this house. Mm-hmm. And like in Lost Girls... They're like, oh, yeah, hundreds of bodies have been disappearing right? from this small They're town. They're all in the dumpster. They're all in the dumpster, but yeah. nobody suspects the 80s-looking girl who never ages. Don't worry. There's 500 people in this town. So yeah, nobody will notice. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's, like, no security cameras at the, like, Taco right? Bell where she leaves yes. her manager ah. just dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, she's the only other employee there, and they're just like, what? 
Sorry. We got off to that. That's great. Well, I'll throw in my two cents. I think you all made wonderful points. Yeah, I think The Lost Girls, I read it a while ago. Nothing has stuck with me specifically beyond she makes the a Christmas story lamp out of a leg. Yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah. Um, but there's just, there's just a general, yeah, kind of yeah. puns and like what they're wearing and just funny, silly situations. And, and I did see the gore is like very cartoonish. And then there are things about Dracula that make me laugh. Basically, anytime they talk about how smelly Dracula is, it makes me laugh. Because that is the, like, the sexy thing. And it's like, this dude is very stinky. He can't even... Do you think it's his pheromones? (laughs) (laughs) They're trying to critique it. Yeah. They, like, go into a room he's been in, and they're like, ugh. I think there's even a part where they talk about if they didn't have to get rid of him, they wouldn't go in the smelly room. Uh, I love garlic, so... I feel pretty safe, actually. Some attraction. I thought you were going to say that's maybe why we're not scared of him because it's like oh, like yeah. garlic and well he doesn't smell right. like garlic. he doesn't well no but My he doesn't bad. like Sorry, garlic guys. Right? right it does seem like it's pretty easy to not fall prey to him why did they not right. give Just everybody like, garlic right. garlands yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Mina should have been wearing one at all times right. Right. Well, well, this they tried like, to do that with on. Lucy and the mom came in well and maybe if they would have told the mom what was going on and not yeah. kept the women in the dark right. then she would have known not to take the garlic flowers off Van Helsing didn't want to wake her up yeah that's fair I do like Van Helsing. Just the stuff he says is so ridiculous that it it makes me laugh. And how he just goes over the top. It's like, my Mina, (laughs) what a genius. Your beauty, it cannot be compared. With your man brain. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot. Like, it's so off base that it is like, holy cow. Like, you all are wild (laughs) you're being so wild right now all i can do is laugh at you i don't know why this made me laugh but dracula is like trying to get back to transylvania and someone remarks that like he showed up with all these nice clothes but he's wearing like a straw hat i don't remember that that? yeah no (laughs) that just made me i was like i was like either dracula was like didn't really know how to dress Right, like how wizards don't in Harry Potter. Yeah, or or like, did he like lose his hat? That just it just made me laugh to think of him like coming in because he's always like bullying his way in to try and like yeah do what I tell you like that kind of thing. Yeah, and they're like, he was wearing a straw hat for some reason. (laughs) Trying to be casual on a Friday, (laughs) he's a guy. He's a nice guy. He packed up his hat. Like local neighbor. (laughs) All right. I appreciate you all joining me in the spoiler zone. So we'll just go ahead and end here on any final thoughts that you all have about vampire genre in general or recommendations for scary things or other vampire stuff that I think I know what two of you might say if people want to... Twilight. Get... No, not... <laughs> I guess I know what all of you might say. <laughs> uh, if people want to continue pursuing vampire stuff what you think is good or better or alien i am now sucked into vampires sucked in (laughs) um i found out that buffy the vampire slayer is on hulu right now and i am in season three already uh so yes highly recommend that if you're still wanting more and i think that's it for me all right thank you you're welcome becca (laughs) I don't really uh, consume that much vampire media, 
But what we do in the shadows. What about Twilight? 10 out of 10. I love Twilight, <laughs> but I also hate it. I acknowledge that it's terrible. It's not well written. The characters are toxic and um, in general, it's not good, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the movies. Maybe I've next year we'll do a, a we'll do a scene. Twilight book and Twilight. <laughs> That's movie. the only way I watch yeah. baseball. Halloween. Which team are you? Jacob. Okay, but also 100%. not because Edward's like really controlling and creepy and mm-hmm. watches her sleep. But then Jacob's like a good guy. Mm-hmm. TM, good guy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I was here for you when your boyfriend dumped you, and you don't love me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. mean, guilt tripper. Mm-hmm. But Team Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm convinced. Yes. <laughs> I'll hang on to my Burger King. I will talk to you about Twilight for 12 years. <laughs> All right. Just well, kidding. 98, because that's how old Edward is. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you should have just gone with it. You yes. would have never known. <laughs> that's a That's why the band's called 98 Degrees, because <laughs> something. You're just making <laughs> Nicholas Shea's a vampire. <laughs> I've actually seen 98 Degrees Live. Esther, (laughs) what are you? That's amazing. I used to have a a poster of them when I was a teenager. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. I guess I'm thinking spooky stuff that I'm watching. I second Buffy the Vampire Slayer as a wreck. Obviously, I've watched it countless times. Haley, when you asked if, if vampires are ever scary, there's a really, really scary episode of Buffy. That's coming up. Oh no! I think I don't actually like scary things. Maybe I'll skip it. I think it's maybe in like season six or something like that. So you've got to wait a while. You might be a different person by then. Right? She might transform my life. Really? But it doesn't. It actually doesn't have to do with vampires. It's like monsters, other demons. So, but I am watching Dahmer on Netflix. God, I've got real scary stuff. Real scary stuff. Nobody's watching that. No, it's scary. That's too scary for Haley Land. Yeah. Do you recommend it? I don't know if I recommend it. I mean, I think if you're into, like, true crime, it is, it's it's creepy. It's creepy. I mean, he eats people, so. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Hard to make that not creepy, (laughs) really. It is what it is. Oh, God. (laughs) My final thoughts, I think Dracula is worth the experience. You're going to be in for some (laughs) Victorian stuff, some long... (laughs) Drawn Get out company. things. Yeah. It's problematic. Turn up your oil lamp. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, lost. It is, it is just interesting to see this, this whole genre and this mythos and how it's still chugging along and how it's just never going to go away for whatever reason. They're um, immortal. <laughs> that's why. That was simply answered and I didn't expect that. But <laughs> and I do, I do think that. Bram Stoker's Dracula, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. I think that is a cool movie to watch. It is very gory and weird. And yeah, it's not for the faint of heart, but the way it looks, the way it's shot, all that stuff, I think is just really standout. It's also the 30 year anniversary of that film. And despite having finding no evidence of this, I think that they are re-releasing it to theaters in the US, but I have yet to find evidence of that. But I did read something somewhere saying that. You had a dream like Bram Stoker. (laughs) And then for a scary thing, I saw the movie Smile. Very scary. What is that? Is it It, about a dentist? No. (laughs) Okay. 
It's, I feel like a lot of people have dentistry. It's like that's a little that. shop of horrors. Okay. <laughs> I was Steve Martin. He was. That's never. He was that's the only time. The only time I ever didn't like Steve Martin. Oh, he really? Did a good job. You don't like that movie, or you don't like his role in that movie. He's the you creepy don't like dentist. The character. Yeah. You don't like how he's an abusive dentist. To me, I, explain I, yourself. I, no. <laughs> I, like I don't like. I don't like his character, but that was the point, and so of course like he did. Oh, job. I see. He yeah, did a good bad. job being hateable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's hateable. Yeah. yeah. Smile is about this entity that passes from person to person. It can make itself look like someone that you know or someone that you're interacting with, and the only way you can tell is when it when it does this smile at you and it's just like this weird like and then what the what the entity does is after like a week or so it makes the person basically commit suicide with a big smile on their face and whoever witnesses that is then has it attached to them i did get home and i was like i'm turning on the lights making the cat go in the bedroom first (laughs) you'll get eaten (laughs) but yeah that was it did it for me. It scared the snot out of me. <laughs> well, thank you all for this epic vampire <laughs> podcast. Fun fact really quick. I listened to Dracula, the audiobook, while I was donating plasma <laughs> at BioLife because it's great. You just lay there. Anyway, bye. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for joining me for this vampire episode vampire themed episode of the loveland libcast i had a lot of fun i hope listeners had a lot of fun i hope this helps them get in the mood for halloween ailey becca esther thank you for joining me for this episode of the loveland libcast thank you thank you thank you. you are very welcome and we will haunt you all later Ooh. 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 on another Ooh. episode <laughs> <laughs> Of the spookiest podcast in town, the Loveland Libcast. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loveland Libcast. If you'd like to contact us about the podcast, please reach out to Daniel at daniel.tate at cityofloveland.org. That's D-A-N-I-E-L dot T-A-T-E at cityofloveland.org. See you next time.